Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Serial Killers Cafe. I'm Stephanie and here with my co-host, Ariel. Hi everyone, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I know, what a better way to start your Christmas oh, than right. talking about serial killers. Isn't that how everyone starts their Christmas? Maybe <laughs> they should. So. Yeah. <laughs> if they aren't, they should be. Um, hopefully everyone that's listening to us is. Yeah, right. <laughs> so or Happy Hanukkah if you're not. <laughs> yes, correct. But still, serial killers for life. Yes. So today we're actually talking about Peter Britton Tobin. And guys, he is quite an interesting yeah. character. We can't wait to get into it with you about him. So I'm going to have Ariel start off with his early life. And we are going to take it from there. All right. So Peter Tobin, he was an interesting fellow. Uh, so he basically kind of started out, for lack of a better word, as a bad seed. Really, from the time he was very, very young, he was just trouble. Burglary and all kinds of stuff. But he was seven. Okay, so seven years... Wait, he was burglarizing at seven? Well, he was seven years old when he first went into... So they call it an approved school. Um, so I guess in Scotland, that is like a reform school, kind of. But you got to think about it. This was in the 1950s. So those schools were crazy yeah like there were not it wasn't a lot like, of yeah. rules and laws you could just do whatever you wanted to these kids just like straight up uh, yeah. so i mean seven years old how old, you know when you're seven what grade are you in second yes and he's already like going to a reform school that says i'm like how do you already just assume someone needs to be in a reform school yeah. at seven that's I know. so wow yeah like, I don't think I could be like, my daughter's, what, almost six? And I right. don't think I'd be like, oh, peace, you gotta go. She's definitely a bad egg. Right. Like, I'm like, I'm pretty sure she's yeah. just six. Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> That's the thing is, was he really, was his behavior that bad? Or was he just like a pain in the butt seven-year-old? Yeah. I guess it's kind of hard to tell sometimes. <laughs> I mean, maybe he was like killing animals. They didn't give us much about his early life, guys. So we no. don't have a ton to go on on what led up to putting him in the approved school. Right. But... Um, so he also, after he was in the reform school or the approved school, how they call it in Scotland, uh, he also spent some time in a young offender institution. So that was, um, for like burglary and forgery and all that good stuff. So, I mean, he was Oh, so not like sex, just offender. Correct. Like offender of the law. Yeah. Got no, okay. he hadn't done like any sexual offenses, murder, anything like that. Um, so I guess he started out a little small, you know, just testing the waters. <laughs> Hmm, you know what? <laughs> this is kind of boring. Maybe I'll bit too um, killing. Yeah, why not? Oh. Um, so his first conviction was in 1970. Um, so he served jail time in England. So then they kind of go back a little bit to 1969. I don't know why they go back and forth. I find that a lot in this. Um, but apparently before he served time, or before he was convicted of burglary and forgery in 1970, um, he was living in a town called Brighton, Sussex. Yes. So he had a 17-year-old girlfriend. And mind you, at the time, guys, in 1969, he was like 23. Right. I was just going to say. So, like, that's a little, kind of a little old to have a 17-year-old girlfriend. Uh, he ended up marrying her actually of course and he so this is kind of how he um groomed his victims because he does this a lot a lot of his like victims of the sexual assault are girlfriends so he pretends to be this like really he's just this charismatic friendly loving you know he just he grooms them that's what he does so which she's, is very common in it's, serial yep, killers super common uh especially in sex offenders and you know she's 17 you're still a baby at 17 yeah you're like 
you still got so much to learn. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? You're still like, so, you're testing the waters at 17. Right, exactly. What do I like? What don't so, I like? So, I mean, like? she's got this 23-year-old boyfriend who then turns into her husband. Um, but thankfully, that marriage didn't last very long. Uh, and she lived. Right. We should probably point that out. She did not get murdered. Yeah, so that's a plus. (laughs) Um, So then a few years later, he married again. So he's got to be, like, pretty... At least he can act pretty classy if he can get all these women to marry him. And this person, she wasn't a kid. She was 30. And she was older than him. Only by, like, a few years. Yeah. So, I mean, his age. So I guess that's an improvement. (laughs) Yes. Uh, And they actually had two kids. Um... So it says that they had a son and a daughter. Unfortunately, the daughter died soon after birth, but his son still stuck around. Um, and through these two marriages, he was very violent. So Shocking. he would groom them. Right. Get them to marry him and then be like, ha sucker. Now I'm going to be a psycho. It's like, it's like the serial killer version of like getting married and then gaining a bunch of weight and like letting your parents <laughs> You're like, just yes. kidding, I'm actually a killer. Right. That's okay. basically what he did. So he would rape them. Um, he would beat them. He was, like, very, very violent towards them. Uh, and for some reason, they didn't feel the need to, like, seek any help. I also think maybe, too, though, it could be because, like, they were in the 1970s. And yeah. even now, people struggle to seek help because right. everyone makes topics like this so taboo. Like, oh, well, you should have left. Like, well, if yeah. it's that easy, everyone would just leave. Right. Like, yeah, that's You know what true. I mean? So, yeah. but... This marriage only lasted three years. Yeah, a little longer. Which also, longer. you had two kids in a matter yeah, of three years. Three years. Well, he was raping them a lot, so. True, but like, like I feel like that had just something to do with it. So, thankfully, she was able to leave. Um, she, so, she also lived, guys. She, yes, she's alive. Um, and so I watched a documentary on him, and they were, like, interviewing her. And she was saying how he was just this, like, totally normal, great guy. She was super excited. Like, she found the one. And then the second they got married, they moved in, and he was just, like, a psycho. Um, well, and I think divorce was a lot more of a taboo thing right. back then. So he right. figured, like, well, you're married, so we're not going to get divorced because, like, right. it's extra like now it's more common people talk about it and you're not like judged for the rest of your life because you got a divorce right. where in the 1970s I, suppose- I feel like more or less parents were always like you know you, like maybe her parents would be like no no no, work it out like try you know whatever mm-hmm. she'd be like he's trying to kill me like no no it's okay it's though okay. he hasn't killed you so you're fine <laughs> um, um so so his second wife um i didn't even mention her name sylvia jeffries uh, so she ended up leaving three years after they got married and she took their son with her um, and he actually, but he actually ended up moving and following her to be closer to his son. And in one of the, Oh, Peter, I thought you meant the son. I was like, the son oh, moved no, with no, the no. mom. Okay. <laughs> no, Peter, I'm sorry. Um, in one of the documentaries I watched, they were talking about how he never laid a hand on any of his children. Like he was a very loving father. He doted on them and he moved cause I, so they were in Scotland. She moved to England and he followed her to be closer to his son so like he which is so weird like oh i'm a great dad even though i'm a terrible husband right which i know happens but it's just weird to be like but so it it kind of makes you wonder like so maybe he wasn't a sociopath because like he clearly loved his kids he just hated women yeah i do feel like kids is a different yeah Maybe. It's a different thing because, like, I hate a lot of people, but I really love my kids. Right. <laughs> like, I ha- it's like a different love. You know what I yeah, mean? Sure. So I feel like maybe that's why. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but still, the mom or the wife Sylvia had to have been like 
goodbye. Yeah. But really. maybe she like, I wonder if she was like, oh, well, he was actually a decent husband. So it's, uh, he was a decent dad. I, and I think that that's probably what happened is she didn't feel like she could keep him from their kid because he never did anything uh and so he has like he ends up having two sons and i don't remember which one it was but there was one that he actually went to court and fought to have visitation rights like he was serious about it a little i guess a little weird for us now to think that the women weren't like right but he like beat and raped me our whole marriage um but so his his third wife He's really just... (laughs) Yeah, he gets married a lot. Um, His third wife, who actually is the person that he has the second son with, um, she was interviewed. And, um, okay, yeah, so she was interviewed. He was... This is the son that he took her to court because he won visitation rights. Uh, And she didn't fight him. And she never once brought up the fact that he was this, like, wildly abusive sex offender. Which is so crazy. And it's just one of those things, like, I know every episode we talk about it, but, like, this could have been the thing that prevented these killings. Yeah. You know, like, if... Like, there's always that defining moment, and what was it? Like, you know what I mean? It is. Mm -hmm. We talk about it every time, but it's because it's so true. And it's, it's like, that serial killer mind. Like, everyone's like, oh, people are crazy. They're serial killers. I'm like, but they're, like, yes, they're crazy, but they're not. They're smarter than the rest of us because they have this patience and this willpower Mm -hmm. and, like, this drive to, you know what I mean? Like, he convinced three different women to marry him and had kids with two of them. Clearly, like, he's not, you wouldn't be like, oh, he's definitely a crazy person. So I feel like that's a big... It's like even in this day and age. Remember, right. the nicest people could probably be the craziest. Yeah. Look out for stranger danger, friends. <laughs> yes, seriously, <laughs> please. Um, okay, so his third wife, like we talked about, who he had his second son with, her name's Kathy Wilson. Um, so she also was 17, so she was super young. Because by then, he was like... He's like, what, in his <laughs> late in his 30s, 30s at yeah. this point? <laughs> and, and... I mean, I'm I, all about an age gap, but that's... Like, to have sure. a son, too, and it's yeah. like... And I believe that this is the one that he would, um, so she used to live with her parents, of course. Uh, he would drop her off on time for curfew. Like, he was just, like, super... An upstanding gentleman. How yeah. could the parents not love right. him? And, right. And the parents are just like, oh, my gosh, this is so great. It's totally fine that you're Like, what a sweet little gentleman, older. baby boo-boo. <laughs> <laughs> we can't wait to welcome you into our home, sweet gentleman. Yeah, and they did. <laughs> so he ends up marrying her uh, in 1989. And so she already had, they had a son first and then they got married. Gotcha, gotcha. So. Yeah, because the son was like two when they got married. Right, right. So they end up moving back to the town. It's called Portsmouth, Hampshire, um, where Kathy Wilson actually grew up. So, uh, and that's where they live with their son. This marriage also did not last very long um, because it looks like only a couple years later. She left him. So. And all three of them were like, he was like super charming, really well dressed, mm-hmm. super, you know, yeah. upstanding, respectful. And then like they got married and he was like really violent and sadistic. Yeah. So all three of them, like he definitely, this was his pattern. Right. Okay. So that concludes Peter Tobin's marriages. It still shocks me that three people married him. Right? Anyways, so... So casual, too. Right? So let's move on. Um, This is a very interesting story. So this is, just to give you a little context, this actually is 
basically, I guess, like, starts off his mm. major crimes. Like, sure. you know, so Ariel's going to talk about it just because the details, we both have very uh, different details because obviously, you know, we go off what people write on the internet and sometimes right. that's not always 100% accurate and then we watch a documentary. So we're going to have Ariel do that and then I'm going to jump into the murders. But all of this basically starts his, like, convictions and really, like, harsh crimes that he right. commits. Um, so I watched this really great documentary on YouTube. What was it called? Um, Do you know? So it was this we can tell super adorable girl who basically, I was like, you should have a podcast. <laughs> um, she just like <laughs> told the story, but she did it really well. Born and to was, Kill? Yes. Is that it? Is it yes. Born to Kill. All right. Born to Kill, guys. YouTube. Uh, and so there's a few Peter documentaries. Tobin. I watched a couple and they were definitely good. So let's uh, let's jump to August of 1993, which he's like 57. Right. So guys, keep this in mind that he's like almost in his 60s. Okay. So he's at home and he has his son for the weekend, and apparently he can hear some knocking outside his apartment. It's not actually knocking on his door. It appears it's his neighbor's door, but because he's nosy and creepy, he opens his door and there's two young girls. They're about 14. Um, and apparently they were trying to see if his neighbor was home or something. So he invites them in. I'm going to say that the only reason, at least this is what makes me feel a little better, is that they went in because they saw he had a young son. So maybe they felt a little more comfortable. Because other than that, I have no idea why like two 14 year old girls would just go into the apartment. Of I mean, a having a child man. with you makes people just sure. trust you. Yeah. You know what absolutely. I mean? Like, Oh, well he must be your dad. You seem fine. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> and cool. especially like young girls. So he invites them into his apartment and, uh, he ends up putting his son to bed and then he thinks he's going to like turn on the charm and they're like, um, you're super creepy and you're like 60. So this isn't going to work. So he gets a little bit, a little Upset. bit frustrated. <laughs> what so do you he, mean? I'm not the most charming human ever. Right. Um, so he says, fine, you know what? He goes in the kitchen, he gets a knife, and he also takes some vodka and some uh, some sort of drug. It's like a pill or something that is uh, supposed to sedate them. And basically, at knife point, forces them to drink the vodka and the drug. So he does that. They get a little bit loopy. While they're laying there kind of like, you know, doped up, he calls his wife and is like, hey, not feeling great. Can you come get our son? I think I need to go to the hospital. Like, I'm having some chest pains. Which also, like, I enjoy that. Like, she wasn't like, I'm going to get him. <laughs> oh, do you need me to take you to the hospital? I know. You know what I mean? Well, she, but, does, she does offer that, though. And he's like, no, like, I think I'm feeling a little bit of a... You should still take him. <laughs> Okay. Not a sketchy Meanwhile, combo at all. like on his floors, two. Maybe I'm just a crazy person because if my husband ever did that, I'd be like, "What? No, what? No, right?" What? <laughs> I'd like freak and out. And she's like, "He just met me at the front door with our kid, and I took him, and I went home and went to bed." Okay, I mean, I don't know what I would do in that situation. I have no idea. That's true. I mean, so I don't know. You're not thinking, "Oh, he's a he's has two girl young girls right. in there that he's about to abuse." So right. like, understandable. So she takes the son. She leaves. He goes back. He goes back in. And so they're, they are not like completely passed out at this point, but very out they're, yeah, they're very out of it. Um, so he proceeds to sexually assault and rape them. Now, here's the fun part. There's so, always a fun part. Always a fun part. <laughs> <laughs> 
So now he's like, crap, I have these two girls in here. Like, how am I supposed to get away with this? Now, keep in mind, <laughs> now, this now, point, he, now he realizes. Yeah, oh, wait. Really. So at this point, as far as we know, he hasn't actually killed anyone. Correct. So he goes and he turns on all like the gas on his stove, shuts all the windows and doors, uh, and he leaves. He is appearing, he's planning to just like skip town and is hoping that these girls would just die because from the gas. Still not quite sure, like, no matter what, they would have found two dead girls in, in your, your house. <laughs> so I'm not really sure, like, where this was playing out, but so he left. He, yeah, he, he actually, thought it was a great idea. He was very confident in his plan. So he actually joined, like, a religious cult type thing. Okay, then. Yeah. Um, but so he leaves thinking that, all right, this is fine. They're going to die. Ha, they don't die. They both wake up and they're groggy and obviously they're sick or whatever, but they're able to get out of the house. They call 911, or I think it's 999 over there, not 911. Um, Fun fact. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so they call uh, and report him and they're actually able to give like a really good description of him. They find out, okay, this is actually his house. And then that's when they actually put him on, it's like a, kind of like America's Most Wanted, but for the UK. Uh, so they put him on that, and even though he's joined this religious cult and he gives them like a different name and all of this stuff, um, you he still ends look up being the same. I know, seriously, <laughs> like we were like, oh, I'm actually Joe Bob, not Bob Joe. And they're like, no, okay, sorry, we confused you. Okay. <laughs> like, uh, so he ends up, he does end up getting caught, thankfully. So that was August of '93. So l almost a year later, it was May of '94. Um, they end up catching him, and it was, so it's the BBC Crime Watch. I so, love it. Yeah. And he does plead guilty and receives a 14-year prison sentence. All right. So once he receives the prison sentence, obviously, he's in prison. But he does not serve the full 14 years. He only serves 10 years. He gets out in 2004, which Aaron and I were talking about him earlier before we started. And it's just crazy because a lot of these serial killers that we've talked about thus far were not very serial killery like actually killing <laughs> during the time that we were like alive yes. and though he obviously wasn't in the u.s it's this is probably the closest to like i mean in in 2004 we were sophomores in high school yeah so it's just crazy to yeah. think like oh god that was like right. it we're seems just going so far, on with our life and he's just you know killing people being a killer killer um, so he gets out in 2004 he obviously moves not going to go back to his you know old home of trying to kill people there and and he's just like living his life and then in September so he's working at a church as a handyman uh St. Patrick's Roman Catholic Church in Glasgow Glasgow yeah sorry I said that wrong <laughs> and in so now we're in September of 2006 he has obviously changed his name to Pat McLaughlin obviously avoid detection don't want right. to ruffle any feathers who's this Peter Tobin dude and he was on the violent and sex offender register. And so this following is following his ninety four convictions. Right, right. So like the sex offender registry, basically like yeah, we have I think here. it's the same thing, right? Same thing. So Angelique Angelica Kluke um, was a twenty three year old student, and she was actually staying at the chapel house, and she was cleaning to help finance her studies at the university mm -hmm. nearby. And so I do want to point out though in. Uh, while Tobin was working at the church, people loved him. Of course he did. was a very hard worker. He was very dependable. He never missed a day of work. Like, so <clears throat> he was really good at fooling people. 
Very charming. And so he worked Which with... Which, again, most of them are. Yeah. I mean, right. you have to think of all the times, and obviously we'll get into this too as we continue more serial killers, but there are times that these serial killers have been questioned by police and right. FBI agents and all these people, and then they're like, oh, because they're so charming and fine, yeah. and, you know, they're just very uh, meticulous in how they say things and do things that it's rare that they... They usually... It's funny because they fuck up, but, like, they fuck up because they, like, get lazy. Like, they're like, right. oh, my gosh, you don't want to die today? Well, have a great day. And they, like, Hi. let them go. Yeah. Like, they're almost like, it's very weird how they get caught because they're mm. so smart in so many other aspects of right. their life that you're always like, interesting. Right. So Angelica was, like I said, working at the chapel, doing her studies, um, and she was just trying to obviously pay her way through college like all of us have. <laughs> and so, and Peter's there, and he kills her. Mm-hmm. So she was last seen alive in the company of him. So like they, right. s- people saw them together, together. And then that was the last time she was ever seen. So they, he attacked her in the garage attached to the chapel house. Beat her, stabbed her, raped her. Uh, can and then like put her in an underground chamber that was like oh. under the floor near the confessional in the church which like bro doesn't that smell also you need to like look up like guys seriously google the pictures of what this thing looked like because okay so he puts her it's like a trap door basically underneath the church which apparently like these churches are obviously very very old and a lot of them had this they would be used for storage or sometimes they put trash in them like okay fine but this was like this tiny little creepy claustrophobic it's like making me anxious just thinking about it <laughs> we will look oh. for a picture and when we post you know when today's episode goes live we'll make sure we post a picture and we'll also post a link to the youtube documentary yes born to kill just because you should mm. definitely check that out yes but again like so casual and like obviously people go in and do confessional right. and like imagine you're like oh, i'm mm-hmm. professing my sins you're just like chilling for the awkward, dead body, dead body super there. awkward um so yeah that's what that's how he killed her he just put her in the floorboards and like called it a day but then he doesn't show up for work the next day which again you're stupid because like how can you be so smart and and yet so dumb we say it all the time she goes missing the next day he doesn't show up and everyone's like wait a second (laughs) and she obviously doesn't show up either because she's dead you know she's dead so obviously they're like that's weird we saw them both last night and like granted they both live there so it's not like they would have gone home and overslept like she lives in the chapel house Mm -hmm. so obviously when she doesn't show up and then he doesn't show up and the last time they were seen together the last time they were seen was together. Right. Clearly eyebrows are raised. So obviously red flags are drawn and they start doing some investigative forensic research, see what's mm-hmm. going on. And they actually found out that they believe the evidence that they found suggests she actually was alive when he uh, put her in the creepy floorboard uh, trap door. So she like, just like what? dies a slow and painful death in this creepy... And like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Oh, it does. It's giving me anxiety. I'm yeah. like, the car's not big enough. We have to get out right. now. <laughs> so... Yeah, she, which, again, terrible way to die, guys. Mm -hmm. So this was September of 2006. On the 24th was the last time they were seen together. And on the 29th is when the police found her body. They arrested him in London very shortly afterwards. And because he had been admitted to a hospital under a fake name. And he checked himself in. Like, why are you so dumb? (laughs) Seriously. 
So, and he did it under heart. He like always seems to claim he has like heart, heart problems, chest pain, which are very heart serious, problems, like heart attack. You, like, yeah, it's weird. And also, did you think like the hospital would be like, oh no, mm-hmm. like you still look the same? We've talked about this twice now, bro. Right. I don't understand. So. There was a six-week trial. They gathered, ga- bleh, gathered all the evidence, um, and then they went to the, they call it the High Court of Justiciary in Edinburgh, and that was between, like, March and May of 2007. So as they obviously get this all together, they're trying to figure out, you know, what's going to happen with him next. They clearly know he's guilty. I mean, he has, he did not put any effort into covering his nope, tracks in this situation. In the slightest. Maybe why he waited to like, he was 60 to actually kill someone. He was like, I'm probs going to suck at this. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't even think of that. He's probably like, so he was found guilty, though, obviously, of raping mm-hmm. and murdering her and was sentenced to life imprisonment. And and he also, on top of the life imprisonment, received a 30-month sentence, which, because he breached the terms of the violent and sex oh, offender register. Right. Because he wasn't being, obviously, you're not being compliant if you're mm-hmm. like... You like know, living in a different country and not checking it. Like, I think you still have to do that whole checking in thing. Plus, you know, don't rape people. Also, guys, he just literally described himself as an evil man in his trial. Like, he was like, yeah, I'm an evil man. Like, he was just real cash about that one. So, he did murder two other people, and we'll get to... I'm, I'm about to get to them. But I want to point out the way we describe this is because the police didn't start connecting him yes. to these other people until after this May 2007 conviction, where he was sentenced to prison. So, they so just then, assumed it was okay, this so one we dude. we were wrong, guys. One girl. And so, and Angelica Kluke was not his first murder. It was his first um, conviction. Yes. Because these other two people were killed long before this. Okay, sorry, guys. Correcting ourselves now. Yes. So, uh, correct. So, we thought it was, based on the way it set up, we thought it was, and obviously everyone else thought it was his first murder as well. Mm -hmm. The only reason that we found out, and the police found out, that it wasn't is because once he was convicted, they obviously went to his home and were like, hey, we should probably, like, check out what's going on here. And they found, like, evidence to connect him to the disappearance of a 15-year-old girl who was seen in February of 1991. So, so long ago, she was waiting for a bus home, and she was visiting her older sister, and, like, there, she was waiting to change buses. So she took, like, a bus from her older sister to this station, and then she's supposed to get on the other station and go home. And... She was, and literally they say the last sighting of her, she was sitting on a bench and eating chips. This like, well, 15 year old girl just waiting for the bus, living her best life, saw right. her sissy too. And he apparently, well, he didn't apparently, he killed her and then apparently left town a few days later. Which again, you are more suspicious if you just keep leaving. Yeah, like right. people are clearly going to connect you. And he's not discreet about like taking them or being seen mm-hmm. with them. Like he probably charmed her into something right. and brought her somewhere. So they were seen together. And in his house, they found a bunch of belongings for, like, random young girls. So, not even trying to hide it. Couldn't no. put that in the trap door. Would have probably had a little more uh, success. Yeah, really. So, they released a statement that they had arrested, cautioned, and charged the male in connection with her murder. Which, like, her poor family has, like, Ugh, you know, we're years. in 2007 now. Right. And they're just like, oh... So, we're, like, on that now. Our bad for taking so long. But obviously, like Ariel said, he's just been so charming thus far that people aren't putting together, like, oh, you know. And even before, when he got charged for the two rapes of the girls, that 
he obviously wasn't like hiding the possession. Like no one thought, did they not search his house then and find them? Or did he have his stuff somewhere else? I guess, right. you know what I mean? Like it's just, he must and, have like, had like another hiding spot at that point. Right. Cause he tends to up and leave a lot. Is he leaving all of his stuff? Is he packing? Like, I don't... It seems that, like a lot of work. <laughs> I know, right? I hate moving out Seriously, of Seriously, I've moved, like, three different. times my life, and I'm like, never again. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to throw everything out when we finally go get a house, just I, because I don't want to have to move it. Oh my God, like, sorry, we're going to start off. over. <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. So, he... So, they go to trial. Now, mind mm-hmm. you, he is already sentenced, but he still goes to trial for this specific murder. So, he's only right. been sentenced so far for Angelica, mm-hmm. and then for violating the violent and sex offender register right. terms and conditions. So he's actually, that's why that's why we had to backtrack because he'd only been charged so far for Angelica. Right. So he does get charged for Vicky. She was a 15-year-old girl. Mm. And it was a month-long trial. And it was in the high court of Dundee. I love that they call it on the high court. I know, right? High right. court. I'm like, ooh, fancy. So he was defended the guy who defended him the first time defended him again and it's always one of those things where i'm like how do you defend like someone like they're surmounting evidence that he's clearly a rapey killer and you're just like (laughs) yeah but like he probably just he feels bad though so like can we cut him some slack maybe like what do you even say i under Mm -hmm. i kind of wonder what the goal is Mm -hmm. like if you have all the surmounting evidence what's the lawyer's goal just to be like, I think just to make sure it's fair and that he like to get him as little little time sentencing as, as possible. possible yeah. Yes. But so this is awful too. So they are they're going to court for all of this stuff with Vicky. However, only a few months later, um, police I mean not, human remains are found at a house that Peter Tobin was actually living at. Again. I don't, I just... <laughs> okay, so. and you know what? I'm sorry, not just human remains. Those were Vicky's remains that were found. So, at this point, they just are assuming that he killed her. They found some of her stuff, like she was last seen kind of with a guy that looked like him. But now they're confirming it because they literally are finding her body buried just like in the backyard of this house. So cash. Right? Ugh. Oh my God, I can't. Ugh, it blows no. my mind. It really does. And naturally, guys, of course, he did appeal this conviction, as all of our favorite serial killers do. He got it, right? So we do want to point out, though, that he actually did have one more murder. So yes. Dina M- McNichol, yeah, McNichol was last seen, and this was also in 1991, which, again, mm-hmm. is crazy to me because it's these two, and then then there's Angelica all the way in 2006. Right. So we are going to get to the point, too, and we've talked about this with every serial killer, is how they do believe he could have been another. Correct. Bible John was a serial killer. If you haven't heard about him, which I'm sure you have if you're a serial killer enthusiast like us, we will get to Bible John. Right. But they assumed, oh, maybe he's Bible John, because so many of the similarities that are in the cases match up, and it would make more sense, because why would you kill two people in 91 and then literally be like, I'm a fine, upstanding gentleman, and then go kill one more person. Exactly. So many years later. So, Dina McNichol was hitchhiking home with a friend of hers from a music festival, and he dropped her off, and she stayed in the car with the driver and was never seen again. Like, oh my god, that's so creepy. so creepy. So, that was, and this was obviously in August of 1991, so in November of 2007, a body was found. And that was also confirmed. So, he actually had both remains of both of them found. So they were like, oh, dude, maybe this guy's like a serial killer. <laughs> so 
Possibly. Then they obviously served him a summons, and he went. That trial started in June 2009, which again blows my mind because my daughter was born in 2009. So I'm like, yes. oh my god, this is like not that long ago at all. No. The trial was actually postponed, and the jury was discharged in July because they said that Tobin wasn't fit to stand trial pending surgery. Oh. So his was health- it on his heart. <laughs> um, that's such I a really great question. needed to be on his heart because he claims like he claims he just had heart, mad heart issues right. in his life. So I do want to point out that he actually his health like really started declining, and not that I mean we feel bad for him, but I just want to point it out um, because even in this, so we're in 2019. So in January 2019, about a year ago, he had cancer. And so he's obviously still in prison at this time, but his health really started deteriorating about 10 years ago or so. Um, And that's why he had to have surgery. And they were like, oh, he's like too frail. Frail. Like he's too weak. And so, but it doesn't tell us what the surgery is for. I really also hope it's for his heart. That's some bullshit. Because you know who else was too weak? The 14 year old girls that he drugged and raped. So guess what? Boom roasted. I don't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously though. So... Yeah, and then, but they do, he, in prison, he claimed to have 48 victims. Because, mm. you know, like, braggy brag, don't come at me, sure. bro, I got 48 victims. I mean, I have to make you 49. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that's not how it goes in prison, Maybe guys, not, but I'm but. just, whatever. <laughs> but um, this is why they connected him with the Bible, John, because a lot of there were just similarities, and they truly just don't believe that he killed two people and then just right. was like, I think I'm good for, like, mad years, and then just killed someone else so many yeah. years later. And at this point, they still don't know if he was or was not Bible, John. Because there's a lot of information that says he could be, but then the descriptions are, like, wildly different. Like, his physical... Oh, excuse me, I have hiccups. His physical description is, like, totally different from what people said Bible John looked like. So, but we'll definitely hit on that when we um, do Do Bible Bible John. But, I mean, that's, like, him in a nutshell. He's still alive. He's still in prison. Um, He's very sick. He has cancer. Good. Um, So, literally, in January 11th, 2019, the Scotsman Post posted an article that said Scottish serial killer Peter Tobin was diagnosed with cancer. Y'all, when I take a picture of this dude and post it, you're going to be like, oh my God, he's so creepy looking because he's so creepy looking. And I know we say that about all of them, but it's like he probably wasn't then. And now he's 72 now. Mm -hmm. He's serving three life sentences for Vicky, Angelica, and then Dina. Yeah. And Dan McNichol, guys, fun fact, who was Dina's sister hope that he would like give the full extent of all his crimes because he's obviously looking for some justice some closure anything and he said i've always said that every day he's alive and in prison i hope he suffers i don't want him to die i want him to live to be hundred so he's suffering like he made my sister suffer that's fair so i support that 100 percent. yeah so he actually waited 16 years and then finally got answers to what happened to his sister good um so guys he's just crazy but again um a lot of these circulars, we just don't know. They, I do believe he had more victims. I, right. I 100% agree with this 48 victim count thing. Sure. I, but most of these, as we say, they have a ton and they're only convicted for like two or three. Right. Or well, and think about all the unsolved murders that there are. Right, exactly. I mean, there are hundreds of thousands that are just, I mean, there are people who are just buried. They have no idea who they are, why they died. Like, So it's definitely, it's certainly plausible that... He had 48 victims. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, he definitely gave the police a run for their money. Mm. They didn't just, I mean, they did find him, but, I mean, they didn't realize what they found until, and, mind you, 
a technicality is usually how these guys get caught again. I know. Like yeah. he violated right. the sex offender registry and right. they were like, oh, well, on top of you killing this girl, but now you're really right. Like you just totally fucked up. And then they figured out about all the other murders. Yeah. So it was really that technic, like maybe you just should have not killed. Like if he had not killed her, can you imagine? He'd probably still be left. He could still be out there killing. Ooh, creepy. So no, thanks. Okay. Oh, I can't. But guys, mm-hmm. Peter Tobin, in a nutshell. He doesn't have a cool nickname like most of our friends so far. I know. We apologize. I mean, we don't apologize. We don't make up the nicknames for these people. But <laughs> I wish we were that smart. You know what I mean? So, yeah, he's still sitting in prison. Um, he was sentenced to life in May 4th, as I said, in 2007. And so, obviously, he's going to be there until he dies. Right now, he has aggressive cancer. So I hope he's, like, in a lot of pain. I know, I was trying to figure out what cancer he had, but my this website went into the... Bro- the Scotsman post that posted about it talked more about the brother and uh. how he was hoping that because, like, they were glad he had cancer because he wanted right. him to suffer. Sure. And less about, like, what it is, which I understand. It would definitely be me if I was a family member. Like... Yeah, totally. You know? So... so. Anyways, that is Peter Tobin. That's Peter Tobin. That's what we got. Yeah. And we hope you enjoyed it. And we hope you all have a wonderful Christmas. Yes. And please feel free to like us, rate us, follow us, the whole nine. If you have a serial killer you really want us to cover, mm-hmm. let us know. We definitely aren't going in any sort of order. We just are like, ooh, watch a he super creeper fun. documentary. Mm-hmm. But anyway, have a wonderful <laughs> Christmas. We hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And we will actually chat with you on New Year's yeah. in 2020. All right. Bye, so, guys. Bye-bye.